Hello, and welcome to the Thoughtful Realtor Podcast. I'm Connie Chung. And I'm Kenny Gong. This is a show for budding real estate agents, whether you're new to the industry or seasoned and refining the fundamentals of your craft. We share practical tools and personal stories with the vision to take our time to give you time, the most valuable resource of all. And shout out to our colleague, Ken Bookman in San Francisco, who sent us this message. I just listened to my first of your podcast. You guys rock. That's such great content. So relevant and you two have great energy. Strong work, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> Ken, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And this just made my day. Totally. Thank you, Ken. For those of you who are listening, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, and we may just read your review on air. And if you're active on Instagram, take a screenshot of this podcast and tag us. Nothing makes me smile more than connecting with our listeners. Yes, agreed. This show is for you, and we love hearing your feedback. Okay, so it's the beginning of the year, and for some of you, you may already be knee-deep in your business and trying to catch a breath of fresh air. For others, you may be starting new and wondering, where do I begin? Where can I find prospective clients? Yes, how do we know? It's because we've been there. We've been in your shoes, and prospecting is the name of this game. Truth be told, we actually spend more time prospecting, like sourcing potential clients and lead generation, than we do actually working with clients in their transactions. And whether you're a new agent or a seasoned one, the thought of prospecting should always be front of mind because having a pipeline of prospective clients is the lifeline of our business and your business and all of our businesses. Prospecting is how we build our client list. It's how we build our business. And thus, that's how we're able to put food on the table, pay our bills, take vacations, dream big dreams, you name it. Prospecting is so important. And it's important to know that there are hundreds of prospecting activities in this industry, which is both wonderful and daunting. Today, we're sharing what's worked for us. And what's worked for us may not work for you, or it just may. We don't know. But there are countless ways to prospect, just as there are countless ways to be successful in this business. You can run a business totally different than the agent next to you, and both of you can do well. We hope this episode helps you build your pipeline of clients and ultimately build your business. Insider insight, of all the panels and coffee chats we've been a part of, this is the question we get asked the most. Where do your clients come from? And yes, it is such a good one. And to emphasize, when we talk about prospecting, we're talking about building leads, not just for the sake of leads, but to build a quality pipeline of folks who will be your main source of clients and referrals. And best yet, these activities don't require a lot of money out of your pocket, like paying for online leads. This is all about prospecting with what you've got. Exactly. The best leads or prospects are the ones that come to you. And if you're just starting off or finding yourself in a rut of not knowing where your next escrow or transaction is going to come from, listen in. And as we always say, take what you want and leave the rest. Would you believe us if we told you we mainly did four things that fueled our entire business? Because it's totally true. We built our business without a single dollar spent on cold leads. No paid sponsorships or featured profiles, nothing. Let's kick it off with our number one, get social. 
Okay, so I love one-on-one interactions. I'll choose to meet someone for coffee over a big party, phone chat, or email any day. I find that's how I'm able to best connect with someone, whether that be a friend, colleague, or prospective client. I genuinely love getting to know people, asking them questions, learning about what they're up to, what they're excited about, the challenges they've experienced. And this, of course, is how you build real, solid relationships, which, of course, turns into real, solid business. Exactly. Naturally, after hearing what someone's up to, they'll ask, what's up with you? How are you doing? And how's business going for you? And that's such a great segue into real estate. Think about all the people in your network who you're curious to learn more about or who are well-connected and could be your biggest champions. Okay, and what if you don't have a big social network? Build your network of business professionals. Reach out to lenders, title reps, landlord, tenant attorneys, estate attorneys, designers, architects, all of these people you'll possibly be referring business to. And hopefully in return, they'll refer business to you. And that's just one way to get social. If you have a hobby, this may come naturally to you. Say you're part of a running club or a book club or a mom's group. If someone asks about your day, that's the perfect opportunity to share what you were just up to. Like, oh, I just finished an inspection or I just finished touring around clients in this neighborhood. Finding a way to bring in real estate and what you do is key. As a new mom, I saw all the mom groups out there I could find, and it was a community I felt a strong bond with. After all, we were relating to topics like lack of sleep, potty training, best parks, and it was through scheduling coffees with moms and organizing playdates that I genuinely got to build relationships with these women, some of whom have become dear friends and clients. And a big part of being social is still meeting new people and putting yourself out there. Here's a pro tip at getting someone's contact info from me. I am notorious for not carrying business cards with me, but I really use this to my advantage. I'll say something like, oh, shoot, I totally don't have any business cards with me. But how about I grab your contact information and we can be in touch? Then I can follow up with them and ask if they'd like to grab coffee or, of course, boba or we'll find them online. Okay, Connie. So imagine both of us are with folks we're getting to know. We've all got our coffee or our boba and the other person asks, how's your business going? What are your go-to lines? I always hate bragging about our success. It feels very awkward to me, but I want people to know that we're doing well. So I'll say something along the lines of, I feel so grateful and fortunate to be doing what I'm doing and that we've been the busiest we've ever been. What about you, Kenny? What do you say when people ask the all too common, oh, how's the market going? All the time, pretty much every single conversation, I get that question. But I will always have one or two market stats ready to whip out. My go-tos are the current median price for a single-family home across San Francisco. Right now, relative to years past, that's a really big one that people are always interested in. Or also have something like, you know, some hot issue that's been in the news recently that reflects the macro economy of the Bay Area. So don't be afraid to talk about real estate to anyone and everyone and that you're available to be a resource. When I first started, I had friends who weren't in a position to buy real estate quite yet, but they were curious about the process. And so I would share all the knowledge that I had. And that's led to so many referrals because if a person isn't in a position to purchase or sell real estate, they sure will know other people that will. 
And if you've proven yourself to be a valuable resource, you'll already have someone vouching for you. Totally. Many folks may not know that a good amount of our business has come from folks who didn't even directly buy or sell their home through us, but knew us to be realtors and connected us to the friends that they have who needed real estate guidance. You never know where business is going to come from. Funny story, we did a buyer consultation with a prospect that decided to work with someone else. We told them, that's totally fine. We're happy you found the right person. Let us know if we can ever be of service to you in the future. And lo and behold, years later, that same person referred us business and has become a really great referral source. Such a good reminder to always keep your interactions and relationships strong and positive. Yes. So if you haven't already, set yourself a goal, whether that's one, two, three coffees, lunches, or happy hours a week, set a number and commit to it. All right, Kenny, take us to prospecting tip number two. Number two is host open houses. So of course, a lot of people know about this one already, and we're just gonna talk a little bit about our experiences hosting open houses. I remember hosting my very first open of my entire career. I was bright-eyed and incredibly bushy-tailed. I remember wearing a suit jacket and finding the best way to stuff as many business cards as I could into every single pocket. Of course, as I just mentioned, this does not happen anymore. But anyways, I remember the hordes of people swirling through. My cheeks were sore after smiling for hours. Oh, I can totally imagine you flashing those pearly whites of yours. It was so exciting. The rush of meeting strangers, striking up 30-second conversations, getting phone numbers and email addresses, and convincing these folks to come into my office for a consultation. It's a sort of exhilaration like nothing else. I love your enthusiasm about that, Kenny. I can't tell you how many open houses I've gone to where the listing agent is on their phone scrolling away, making no eye contact or showing body language that says, welcome, but more so, please don't bother me with your questions. It's the worst. And the thing is, it's so easy to welcome someone in, to shake their hand and introduce yourself. And best of all, prospects are coming to you. Yes, totally. So how do you engage someone who comes through at your open house? After making an introduction in my heyday, I could always remember names, not so much today, but often I'll ask how they spell it. So that'll help me remember it. I'll ask who's the agent that you're working with. And if they say they don't have an agent, that's when I know these are the people that I want to focus my energy on. My goal is to show that I'm the very best person that can help them accomplish their real estate goals. And how do you do that? If it's a buyer, I'll start asking incisive questions about what they're looking for, where they currently live. If it's a seller, I'll make sure they know how much preparation went into the marketing of that property. For both, I'll do as much as I can to show how much knowledge I have, specifically on the property and the surrounding neighborhood. Instead of sharing that it's a home that's a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, which the person may will likely already know since that's why they came in, I'll share what's not easily visible. Like what's an example? The property may have just put in a new foundation, so I'll share how much that approximately might cost. Or if there's a new development going on down the street, I'll share the projected plans and the vision. All of this not-so-easily-visible knowledge shows that I've done my homework and can provide value. 
I love that. I think it's also important to show the heavy lifters, the not so sexy news. For example, the house's roof may be on its tail end. It's always better for your client or prospective client to find out news sooner than later so that they can make the most informed decision. And it also shows your prospective client that you truly have their interest at heart. Exactly. Getting in the psychology of people's minds, when you offer something of value, like an interesting market insight or something about the process that they didn't know, people will feel naturally inclined to give back. So getting their email and phone number is often a lot easier. Keep in mind that these prospective clients are likely visiting other open houses in addition to yours. I know they're having encounters with multiple agents. So I always trust in my chops as an agent and my personality, knowing that the right clients will come my way and end up in a consultation with me. Uh, yes, a little reminder on having the right mindset. Thoughts on scripts? I love scripts. They are so powerful because they allow you to be present and in the moment and honestly to be creative. It sounds kind of counterintuitive, but it is so true. Just like an actor with a script, once you know what you're going to say, you can then improvise and be spontaneous and create a conversation that is alive and vibrant but still laser focused. Yes. And a reminder, make it fun. It's the weekend after all. You can play music in the background, have snacks. And just being super warm and inviting as if it's your own home. Totally. I remember asking one of our clients who came through an open house why they decided to work with us. And he said, plain and simple, of all the agents they met during their tour of open houses, we were the friendliest and most personable because we made them feel welcome by introducing ourselves and asking simply for their names. So simple. All right. Start calendaring in the weekends when you'll be hosting your open houses for the month, the quarter, the year. If you don't have any listings, Pick up that phone and call some of the top agents in your office and ask if you can help with their listings. It's literally the lowest cost to getting high, high quality prospects. Totally. All right, let's talk about prospecting tip number three, speaking engagements. I love this one because while you may not be the expert in everything, all you have to do is be the expert in one thing. As a new agent, I loved walking people through the home buying process. I still do to this day. And so giving a home buying workshop was an opportunity to scale my impact in the number of folks I reached. And this is such a great way to get in front of people and show your value. There are so many places, communities you can speak in front of, your church group, homeowners association, groups of friends, companies, the possibilities are endless. Say you're shy or don't like public speaking or you're unsure about what to talk about, Become a connector. Partner with an expert in a field that complements your expertise in real estate, like a tax attorney, CPA, 1031 exchange professional, mortgage officer, stager. Again, the options are limitless. Yes, and questions to ask yourself. What does your community need? Or the audience you're looking to speak to, what could most benefit them? Perhaps if you're speaking at a tech company, it could be a Buyers 101 workshop. Or if you're speaking in front of a parent's group, it can be how to set up a trust with an estate attorney. Or if you're talking to a group of retirees, the subject could be about downsizing and how to go about it. 
by connecting yourself with another expert not only shows your value, but it's also a way to build trust and credibility. Yes, so huge. And if this resonates with you, reach out to companies or neighborhood associations and see what they want to learn about or pitch ideas that you think could solve their pain points. Okay, on to prospecting number four. Say you've been in the business a year or so, or even a few years, this is our most crucial prospecting tool. Stay in touch with your clients. Yes. Oh, we love our clients and we've cultivated them to be our main source of business. That means we spend a lot of time, money, and energy building relationships with them and thanking them for entrusting us with not only their real estate portfolio, but that of their friends, family, and colleagues. This is also our way to get creative and show up as our authentic selves. It's like they get to know us by the type of parties we throw and the types of gifts we give. We try to make our gifts as custom and reflective of what we think our client would love, what fits their personality. For example, we have a client who loves to cook and part of her closing gift was a special Danabe pot, which is a beautiful ceramic pot commonly used in Japanese cooking, along with a cookbook to go with it, as well as a number of ceramicware and artisanal ingredients. Gifting is one of the things I enjoy most about our job. I also love the parties and events we've thrown. I love hosting so much that we've hosted quite a number of fun parties at my house. We've done a Cinco de Mayo party where we had a taco stand and plenty of margaritas and piñatas to go around. I also love the holiday photo shoot we threw. That was such a fun one and so practical too. We hired our dear friend, a brilliant photographer to take photos with a professional backdrop for our clients to use as their holiday cards. That was really cute. We even joked to our single clients that they could use the photos for their dating app profile pics. See, versatile, multi-use, all-purpose, it's all good. The best was getting their holiday cards with those same photos in the mail and knowing how it could be such a great conversation starter for our clients and their loved ones too. The goal is for you to be memorable, for your clients to know that you go above and beyond so much that they want to refer their friends and family to you, or more so that their friends, family, and colleagues can't work with anyone else but you. Totally. There are so many potential touch points you can make. You can even text your clients something as simple as just thinking of you. And when it's appropriate, it's okay to remind your clients that you're taking on new clients if they have anyone who needs a real estate advisor to think of you. Of all the things we shared, choose one and implement it into your calendar. Make it happen and let us know how it goes. Yes, we want to hear all about it. So there you have it. Thank you so much for tuning in today for another episode of The Thoughtful Realtor and learning about the four main things we did to drive our business. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Do you have a colleague or friend this episode might be beneficial to? Please share because we're all about spreading the love. And if you want more, go to our website, ConnieAndKenny.com for resources and to sign up for an email newsletter where you'll get our best, most personal stuff to inspire your personal and professional life. Have a favorite prospecting activity? Follow us on Instagram at ConnieAndKenny and let us know what works for you. Until next time. Bye. Bye.